going to just, I'm just testing it right now. And okay, ask me a going. blase question and I'll answer it and then we'll listen back. Can you use blase in a sentence? I just use blase in a sentence. Can you spell blase? B-L-A-S-E with a on the top That's of it. not how it's spelled at all. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sleeved and Spiritual Podcast. I'm your host, Cecily Searles. This podcast is all about the relatable journey with me. I will be talking about everything from having gastric sleeve surgery to spirituality to being a mom and everything in between. Follow along for some fun, vulnerability, and hopefully some inspiration and information you never knew you needed. Let's get started. I wanted to do a trigger warning for this episode because I talk about eating disorders, abortions, and miscarriages. If any of these trigger you, please seek out professional help or find a loved one to talk to. And if you are ready to start and listen to the episode, here you go. Uh, hi everybody. We have tried to start this like 14 times, but Levi keeps laughing. And so right now he's just covering his eyes and not looking at me. Uh, so today's episode is with my husband, Levi. You can look at me now. (laughs) He, we, how long have we been married? 11, 10 years. We've been married 10 years. We've been together for 11 um, and he, you're my best friend. He's my best friend. You're my best friend. We're each other's best friends. Uh, and I wanted him on the podcast because he is a huge reason of, well, one, why I'm getting the sleeve because you're paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, because he's not satisfied with me. Yeah, no, I'm glad that's, he that's thinks I'm really fat, and so... Um, <laughs> that's not true, That's people. not true. Not it's true. not true at all. He's very supportive, but um, I wanted him on the podcast because I wanted for people who have spouses or partners to see what it's like from their point of view. So I guess I'll just get right into it. The very first question that I have for you, Levi, what has it been like for you to watch me struggle with my weight and food. Mm. Uh, I'll be honest, I didn't know that there was a struggle. Um, what? When we first met, you didn't even let me oh, get to okay. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> when we first met. Let's go back to the beginning. Yeah, go back to the beginning. Um, no, I, I really didn't know until we got to know one another better that there's, I don't know if it's a struggle with food. I think it's a, Oh, it's a struggle with food. Yeah, it's um like a cleaning your plateism for those that grew up in that house. Like you'll clean your plate before you leave the table. Like totally. that kind of stuff is the stuff that you struggle with. It's not like oh my gosh, how much can I eat? Or well, did you want sweets? me to tell you that on the first date? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying like that's the thing that yeah. that would be the only struggle that I would say that you have with food. Yeah, or but that you've I've seen me. But you've seen me struggle, like, with my weight, like, and not liking well, how yeah, I look. Yeah, but, but that's what I mean, like, for those that are listening, which is everybody listening. <laughs> uh, the, Literally, the if you're listening to this, <laughs> he's talking to you. <laughs> no, I mean, so what I was trying to say, geez, excuse me, I wipe my face, um, is that 
uh, a lot of the struggle, and I'm using air quotations here, that that you have seen is because we were pregnant basically for four years through tries and failures and tries and successes and things yeah, like but that. Yeah, I'm going to stop you right there because I was the same weight before any of the pregnancies, so that's not true. Mm. That was quesadillas and Coors Light in Coors Light. Nevada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I, I guess I just never noticed it, and I think that's probably why we both got heavier um, throughout the years because we were just doing life and not focusing on that stuff, being sedentary and not really caring what we ate as we aged and yeah you know the weight has gotten has gotten more difficult to to get off as we've gotten older can you talk about like how I like my emotional stuff like I only started talking to you and get vulnerable and stuff when I would be drunk up until like the past four years yeah I mean that's a whole nother thing to unpack is the alcohol portion of our relationship um, so I, I don't know if you want me to get into that or not. That's a whole. That's a huge reason of why I gained weight and our relation. Why our relationship is where it is right now. And yeah, that's true. Um, cut to. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, when we met, we were. I was coming off a nasty divorce, and you were young. And I think those things kind of combined with Navy lifestyle, and we were partying all the we time. Had no kids. No kids living with us. Um, we just partied. We yeah. had no responsibilities whatsoever. And um, I I think I probably already, me personally, was already living an alcoholic lifestyle at that point. And I think you were kind of along for the ride. And um, that, didn't, that didn't help, obviously, with the weight gain and, and things like that. Um, uh, and both of us dealing with trauma um, from our past. Um, you know, I, I think that the early indicator of that trauma was seeing that um, when we were intoxicated, we really went deep in our conversations because, you know, the, those inhibitions are gone. So, yeah. um, but I don't think that that stood out as a, oh, this only happens when we drink until we had been together for a, lot, a long time, you know? Well, I mean, there was times where I was like, I need to just have a really good cry but I wasn't able to be like trusting in my own self um, that I needed the alcohol I needed you but I needed the alcohol to be able to confide in you because I hadn't gotten to where I'm at now yeah I mean I think that um, when you talk about the the relationship with food I think that, that alcohol is something that has to be part of that conversation for sure because yeah. it was a it was a relationship with food and alcohol, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, and for those that didn't know about me from your from your uh, listeners here is that, um, you know, I've struggled with alcoholism for the last 15 years and I'm a little over a year sober now. In that, in that struggle, I think I pulled you along um, in, in that lifestyle for a long time, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's uh, codependent drinking or, or, you know, trying to deal with trauma through food and calories oh, yeah. and alcohol and whatever. I think once I had Phoenix was when I realized that like I didn't want to live the life that I was living then anymore um, if you just heard that little thing that means that our dishes are done um, 
I think that it was like that was the come to Jesus. That was that, yeah. Right? That was like my come to Jesus moment. Yeah. Where I was starting to be like. That was very interesting then. Doing yeah. it without you actually, because you were gone most gone of the time. Gone a lot, but I remember like, I think the first time that I knew. I mean, I knew that you were obviously leaning towards whatever you want to call it, Eastern philosophy, religion, medicine, whatever it is, just a different way of, of going through life, was on your birthday in California, Ventura, and we went to a spiritual bookstore, and you were just completely overwhelmed in that atmosphere. That was for the first time for you that you saw it. That I, that's what I'm saying. Oh, the first okay. time that yeah. I was, I saw you in that, in that, that was um, 2019. Yeah. So for me, that was the first time I saw you going. Sorry, 2018. Yeah. 2018. That was the first time I saw you going through um, this this change. Yeah, because I I start this change, this journey, my my spiritual journey that I've been on, because um, I started it once Phoenix was born because I had really bad postpartum. Remember? Mm -hmm. And I started like. I went to therapy because I wanted to do that outpatient therapy because I was really, really, really depressed. Um, probably the most depressed I had been since leaving the Navy and I got out of the Navy on anxiety and depression. So, and that was in 2012. So it was about four years since my last depression, like where it got too bad. And um, the therapist sucked. She was terrible and she, um, basically talked about herself the whole time and did not help me and it got to the point where I was like I have to do something where I'm looking inward and not outward like I can't keep trying to find something that's going to fix me outwardly and um, so that's when I kind of realized that like the being vulnerable couldn't just be when I was drunk it needed to be and it needed to be not just with you. It needed to be with myself. I needed to be more honest with myself. And I learned more about meditation. And then when we moved to California, that's when I got certified for breath work. And started going to school. Started going to school to be a spiritual life coach. And then that's kind of when our relationship was very, very rocky. I wouldn't say rocky. I'd say neglected. That's the that's the mm. word I would use. Is, is neglected. Yeah. I think I was doing me because I was doing my advanced education. You were going to school, working full time. I was going to school, working full time. We had mm -hmm. two boys playing sports. We had a brand new baby. We had four, all four kids doing things. You yeah. know, um, it was just we started living for everything else and not one another. Yeah. Um, uh, and I I think that cherry on top of that was when COVID came in 2020 um, now everybody's at home no one's leaving the house to go to school uh, or work or or whatever and now we've got all this extra time and alcohol alcohol um, for sure yeah I, I think that that was kind of our seven-year itch time yeah. frame anyways, which yeah. I don't really buy into. I think it's just um, we were just kind of lost focus. 
Sure. I mean, I kind of buy into it because it was at our seven years, and it was definitely yeah, a thing. but that seven year itch would be a would be an outstanding thing in any relationship if you neglect your relationship. But for sure. Yeah, it happened at our seven year mark by chance, but it lasted for two years. So yeah, is it yeah. a seven year itch or was it, you know, a rut that we drove ourselves into? Yeah. Through neglect. Yeah. Cut two. Cut two. He stopped drinking. I we stopped drinking. realized that we still very much wanted this to work out and we worked on it. Levi went on his own spiritual journey and started finding meditation and yoga and um, just kind of, what do you think? Getting awareness, mindfulness. I don't know if it's mindfulness. I think I always had mindfulness, but for me specifically, it was freeing myself from the shackles of life, you know? Um, I think I soothed with alcohol and, you know, it was all alcohol. Alcohol and cigarettes and, you know, it was just, it was bad. That was my soothing mechanism, you know, um, for a lot of things. What do you think it will be like when I lose the weight, I don't know. Um, this is my this is my biggest worry, um, but it's a worry of mine uh, for you because um, I, I hope that this is kind of helps you on a mental side of of things. Mm -hmm. But once you have an eating disorder, that eating disorder doesn't go away. The the triggers for that are always still there embedded within your brain. And um, uh, I could tell you just in the last eight days, nine days that, that you have been on this pre-op diet that you've told me every day how much you've weighed, sometimes multiple times a day. Um, so that already has triggered my thinking that um, it could be a scary time as you kind of come more in line with those eating disorder thought processes that you that you had when you were younger. It's scary. It's scary to me. Yeah. But if you could overcome that sort that side of the mental aspect of it, I think it's going to be great for you um, uh, because. The confident Cecily is the sexiest Cecily, if that makes sense to me. Yeah. And I mean, I understand your worries. And I would hope that I'm, I can show you by, and I've had shown you by how strong I am mentally right now. I mean, all, all the work that I've done, you've seen it, you've seen it firsthand. It's not that, it's not that you have to show me anything. It's not that. I trust in who you are and all of that stuff. I just want, I don't want you to go through this journey thinking that weight loss surgery is going to complete you. Like, okay, I've lost 70 pounds, now yeah. I'm whole. Like, yeah. that's not, the, the work continues. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and uh, the last thing that I want is for you to go through this journey and have a month where, you know, let's say, nine months from now you've lost 
60 pounds and that's as far down as you're going to go and now your body starts to normalize a little bit and mm -hmm. you gain five pounds and now oh my gosh that's a terrible thing you know yeah. like that's my concern it's not the initial months it's not any of that stuff i'm excited for um some of the things that we've uh talked about obviously not during a podcast interview but um I'm excited for you to feel like you can get more active and your flexibility and you're going to feel so much better in the clothing that you wear and all of that stuff. But is the newness of that going to wear off? I think that's what my concern is. In my everyday life right now, it's like a constant, it's a constant thing of what do I fit into? How, what can I physically do? Am I gonna get dizzy because my blood pressure is too high? Like, there's just so many things and then because once I've made this decision, it's like, it's literally every single thing is like, holy shit, this is gonna be different. Like, sitting on the couch, like, am I gonna be having a pillow on my stomach all the time? Am I gonna be able to do those lizard lunges and not have my stomach in the way and having to have my, you know, like just things like that. And, um, I could definitely understand the excitement part of that. And that's the, what I'm saying. Those are the things that I'm excited about. But as your husband, yeah, I'm concerned about the mental aspect more than anything. No, I, I know. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Cause I couldn't think of it. Um, you said that you don't want me to think that this is going to make me whole. I already think that I'm whole. And that's the mental work that I've already gotten to. And, you know, I think we had this conversation a couple months ago before I even, you know, made this decision was that um, I think that I needed in my journey of who Cecily is in the 33 years that I've been on this earth, I think I needed to gain the weight. I think I needed to have this extra weight around me to become the person that I am today. I don't know if I would have been able to become the strong mentally and spiritual person that I am in the fit, healthy body that I was once in without being able to just like kind of hide away in this body that I'm in now. And now that I've become this version of myself mentally and spiritually, I feel like I'm ready to like break out of this skin, if that makes sense. He's smiling right now, like. I'm just listening to you talk. Oh, okay. Um, but I feel like I'm ready to like, kind of like break out of this body because once I, when I used to be in the fit body that I was in, my mental state and spiritual state was fucked. I was totally messed up in the head. So can I ask, just because I know you, and these people probably don't know you as well as I know you, but have you ever been in a fit, healthy body before? When I was in the Navy, yes. I did not right. have any eating disorder. I did not constantly think about food. I was just like living my best life. And I. But were you fit and healthy? That's the question I'm asking. I know I'm flipping the interview around here a little bit, no, but. No, that's fine. Like, I met you when you were in the Navy. Party Town USA, eating junk food and crap like that. You still weren't a very active when I person. When I lived in yeah. the barracks before the 
girl we don't talk about that we that I moved in with. Girl with no name. The girl with no name. Um, but she has a fucking tattoo. Yeah, the girl with the tattoo. Um, the girl, girl with, with the, the tattoo with <laughs> the girl with the tattoo with wings. Um, I mean, I think that changed because before her, yeah, I drank, but it was like a normal amount of like it was like. Res- responsible I think it was responsible I didn't black out all the time I still worked out and liked working out and I was like doing the good stuff I was eating healthy for about a year when I was in the Navy and I didn't I don't even think I owned a scale but then once I had my own apartment and all of the stuff it was just you know kind of focused too much on guys and sex but anyways so yes I was fit and healthy in my in my opinion how has it affected you or how do you feel because I gained so much weight since we've been together like when we got together I was only like 150 I've never cared how much you weighed um at all and that is the god's honest truth um and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I never even realized that you had gained so much, and I say so much in quotation marks, uh, weight um, until you brought it up. Uh, because it's just not something that we talked about. We were happy and happy um, in where we were in our relationship. And um, I, I don't think I, I even noticed anything until you kind of started to bring it up more and more after we had the baby, the last Aurora. baby, Aurora. Um, and then you were kind of like, man, like I've been at this weight for a long time. I haven't been able to get under this. And that, I think that was the first time when I was like, well, I guess, yeah, I guess you have been at a higher weight. But at that same time, I was at a higher weight too. So I, I think yeah. that we had gained, we had gained weight together and so it's, it wasn't something that I had, I had really recognized. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in terms of how I felt about it, if you don't recognize it, it's not something that I concern myself with, you know? Yeah. But even now, where it's something that's in more conversations coming up that you bring up, it still doesn't impact our relationship in any way, I don't think. Um, uh, outside of you might change your clothes nine times before we go out to dinner or something because something doesn't look right or you feel uncomfortable with you know yeah. in your own skin or yeah. or something like that but I, I've never seen you pull back from a social situation or um, not put yourself out there because of your body weight or anything like that so if if that's something that you've been masking it's something that you've been masking well because I have not I have not recognized it I mean I do mask it I think everyone that struggles with weight or struggles with any insecurity masks it you know what I mean I mean you know because you're my husband like how embarrassed I am about being hairy and everyone now talking about hairy if you don't know that about me I'm like the abominable hair monster but you know how long it 
took me to like actually talk about yeah, it. She almost yeah. rolled my fingers up in a window when we were dating because I. Uh, what did you say? I, I think I just said she had hairy arms or something. Oh, you did. I'm a young guy. I went and got a teddy bear and flowers or fl rose petals or something like that, and she <laughs> she threw all this shit away as soon as I gave it to her because I said her arms were hairy. To be fair, I didn't throw it away. Because you said my arms are here, I threw it away because I don't like stuffies. And you're mad at me. And I was mad at you. Yeah. But I, that was 22-year-old <laughs> Cecily who was very immature and did not know how to like resolve conflicts at all. The way that I resolved conflicts with either by yelling, storming off, or being violent. Which obviously none of those are conducive to a healthy relationship. Shout out to all my exes. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, worked out for me. Worked out for Levi. I mean, thank God you didn't. You, that was a huge red flag. You could have been like, this bitch is crazy. I'm fucking gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm just storing those red flags for later. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Ten years later. <laughs> um, okay. So I already asked you... Well, I didn't really ask you, but you kind of touched on it a little bit. You said you were worried about my eating disorder coming back and my mental health about it. Is there anything else that you're worried about? Like, are you worried about the surgery itself? Are you worried about... Uh, I mean, this is the first... Between the two of us, I think we've been through like six surgeries together now over the last 10 years. Um, but uh, So, obviously, I wish I was there for, for the procedure, uh, but you know, flying halfway around the world and with 10 kids is difficult, so. Okay, so you have to explain that because people don't know that. So for those of you that don't know, I am, live in Italy and I'm I live in flying. Italy too. <laughs> we we, live in we Italy. both live in Italy. Jesus. We live in Italy and we, I'm flying by myself and I'm going by myself um, because it would have just been too hard and Levi's in the Navy and, um, I can only have one companion with me, so we would have had to, it, which is just, it's just too much. So I'm going by myself, and so this is the first surgery that Levi will not be there with me. But, I don't know, I was going to say the cool thing, but there's no cool thing about getting surgery. But the cool thing about this surgery is, we were just talking about it just a couple days ago, that it's laparoscopic, which mm -hmm. Cecily's had three. three laparoscopic surgeries so far. Um, so, I think that puts my mind a little bit at ease in understanding. Ectopic pregnancy, my other tube tied, and my gallbladder, in case you were wondering which three surgeries I had. I could have made up something. It could have been like belly button removal. Yeah. Something cool. Nubbin removal. <laughs> Nubbin. It was on the inside of your body? I had body. a nubbin on the inside of my body. It lactated <laughs> into your body. Into my body. <laughs> no, um, but the the I, I think the, so that puts my mind at ease. And then um, I don't know if Cecily talked about it, but her mom is going to be her companion there. So obviously, if I can't be there, then I think her mom is the next best thing. Well, my so. mom is not going to be my companion there. She is having the surgery with me, so she's going to be all fucked up after the surgery. Yeah, that's so what, she can't really help me. That's true. So, but she's gonna be there. She's gonna the be day. there for moral support, yes. But like, I'm going to be single handedly taking care of myself or the nurses. But there is 24 7 care 
and it's a great facility and I'm not worried really about that but like emotional support I wish you were there yes yeah yeah you're definitely going to try and do too much and do some of the stuff I won't need to do there's nothing to do there yeah but you like to do things but I'm not going to do anything okay you're going to okay the next question um what are you most excited about you touched on a little bit like my confidence and stuff but what are you most excited about like from an outcome standpoint from a husband standpoint from an outcome standpoint um yeah i mean i i i think that anything to boost anybody's confidence and make them feel better about themselves is obviously fantastic you know um early on in our relationship probably the first two or three years of our relationship we were very active um, got out and hiked and did a lot of things like that um together um I actually would say the first five years of our relationship, the first three years yeah. of our marriage, um, we did a lot of things like that. And then um, as after we got custody of the boys um, and then the girls were born, like we've been a little Definitely anchored, anchored more towards yeah. towards home um, until probably till we moved to Italy in the last year and a half. So um, and that's just phases of life. I think anybody can relate to that, that. When you're building your family, you tend to be a little bit more homebodied as as you build that foundation. Um, yeah. Um, so, anyway, so that that becoming more active and hiking and things like that, I, I'll be excited about. But um, I just want you to to see yourself the way that everybody else sees you, um, and um, you know we we and I, I use the collective we here. We love you because of your heart and your compassion and your empathy and all these other things that are what truly define you. But um, I think that when you look in the mirror, you don't see you don't see those things but as I clearly do. as clearly as the rest of us do because you're I don't know if it's hidden behind whatever um, I don't know. I think maybe because I've seen my body, um, obviously that was pre-kids and whatever. I know that I'm never going to have the body that I did pre-kids, no matter what. Like, my tits are different. My fupa is different. Everything's going to be... Your fupa is different? Yes. <laughs> Who was I talking to that just found out what fupa meant? She was like, I didn't know that that's... I just thought it was a word. <laughs> um if you don't know what FUPA means, please look it up. So anyways, I think because I know like like a, an area of what I kind of want to look like and have, have looked like before. But when you say that, like I do see myself as a compassionate and caring and loving person. I understand what you're saying. But, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, but you're so beautiful. Like... I said this to you before, like, I am not... I'm not saying that you're not beautiful. No, I know. But a lot of people, when I say that I'm getting this, the two things that I get are, you're not even that big, or, but you're so beautiful. Yeah, I know Why I'm do pretty. You... But, like, I know I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm, I'm just chunky. fat. I'm yeah. just, just chubby. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being my weight. Like, I think that it is a good weight if you're comfortable in that body but i am not like physically comfortable in this body yeah like my blood pressure is consistently high and i honestly think that maybe it's just navy doctors but like 
every single time that I've gone in, they're like, next time you come in, if it's high again, you're going on meds. That's been for like five years. It's not all Navy doctors. I mean, you've had high blood pressure no matter who you see. Well, yeah, but then it's that one time, then I come back to a Navy doctor and they're like, next time you come in, you're going to go on meds. And wow. it's the same time and they don't do anything. I should have been on meds like five years ago, but I, I'm not on meds. And, you know, when I start working out and eating healthy and stuff, like hardcore healthy and no slip ups, which I hate saying slip ups because you can eat whatever you want if you in moderation. But anyways, if I'm on a strict diet and eating healthy, then it goes it gets a little bit better, but I don't lose any weight. I'll lose a pound or whatever, and then it just comes right back. And it's, that's like, physically it still doesn't help me because I'm in so much pain because I have all of this extra weight on me. And yeah. I'm just ready to not have this extra weight. So let me explain what I was saying because you went in a completely different direction. I'm saying, Cecily's rolling her eyes at me. I just want to make sure that I am explaining that her body actions the same way she's explaining mine. I don't think that you see your complete self. That's what I'm saying. Like I see, I see you as a complete whole person every time I look at you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if you see that um, or if you feel that. You say that you feel complete and whole and all this stuff, uh, but, and I know that we talked about this earlier, uh, but there's something missing. But what I'm saying is, is that part of the reason, at least from what you've explained to me, and I don't know if you've explained this to, to in this forum or whatever, that you're getting this is something is missing, right? There's, there's something missing here. And this is going to help secure you in so that your outside matches your inside. This is what you said. Yeah, you've I want my outside over and over to match over my again, right? yeah. I just want to let you know that your outside already matches your inside. So to you, to me, and I'm not saying that because, oh my gosh, you're, of course you're beautiful. I wouldn't be with you. You know what nice. I mean? So of course you're beautiful. None of that is going to change. You know, um, you've been beautiful at least from the first time I saw you to this day right now. Nothing's going to change that. That I want to talk about what you said, like, People go, well, you're not even that big. Or I would never think that Cecily would need weight loss surgery. Yeah. And then you're like, I qualify. So, yeah. you know, so obviously if I qualify for it, I meet all the requirements. And so it would be something that I would need and also, from a medical like, perspective. Also, like where I'm going, the requirements are like, a, like less than most places. But I also qualify for getting it done at most places too, because most places is a BM over a BMI of 35, and your girl's 36 or 37. So, um, I would have, I have qualified. So yes, I am big enough for those of you yeah. that say she's not even that big enough. Um, I don't need to be morbidly actually i think i literally on the scale i think i am yeah, morbidly, morbidly obese, obese but like when people think of morbidly obese it's like 300 400 pounds but regardless if someone who doesn't feel good in their body wants to do something like you're you kept saying like you know i people see you as a whole or or whatever um it doesn't i appreciate that while i do but it doesn't fucking matter. 
It matters what I think. And what I think is I'm fucking badass and I've done so much work on myself and I'm done hiding in this body because I'm done doing... I'm not done doing the work. I'm never going to be done doing the work. But I'm done hiding in this body that I've created to feel safe enough to be this person that I am now. And now it's ready for me to shine and be the person that like I see when I close my eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you think this will affect our kids, especially the girls? And how do you think this will affect us? That's why you say especially the girls. Because the boys have effectively moved out. The boys have effectively moved out. And also, they're not as impressionable as the girls are right now because the girls are so young. Yeah, because Tiger's like your age. That's one of the reasons why. Cool. So, Tiger is... um, (laughs) 22. 22. And Jackson just turned 18. So... And I'm 33, for the record. Fucker. (laughs) It's not my fault you like young people. And I used to have daddy issues. And I don't anymore. Daddy issues... Yeah, I'm sure a lot of girls listening to this are going to be like, that makes sense. I have a lot of dashy issues too, and I really do like tattooed bald guys. (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of daddy issues, and I love Levi. Anyways, um, okay, so uh, for the girls, I mean, I think that you've said this before, right? That that it's important for for the girls, for, for you, for the girls to see you in shape and healthy and fit so that they they grow up understanding that it's important that there's um, some importance behind fitness and staying in shape and eating healthy and and things like that yeah so that they don't put themselves in a situation where they where they may be struggling in this way when they're older so i i because i still make it an effort even in my body now that i'm not too happy with it that I tell them like yeah. we love our bodies like give yourself a hug in the morning and like but I don't I, I think it's going to be pretty I don't know how it would impact the girls to be quite honest with you because it, that your weight now doesn't stop you from doing things you still take the girls to you took the girls to the swimming pool today they do yoga with us they go on walks with you you know yeah, but I mean there's times interact with them your weight hasn't stopped anything but now. it has though a lot of times like when they want to run I can't run as long as them or um, how you've been in the car how come your tummy's bigger than whatever That's, I mean they th- that stuff does come up but that impacts you that doesn't impact them yeah you know yeah so I I can understand but I I, I don't know I mean it, will they remember you at the size that you are I mean they're six and four uh, maybe maybe Phoenix at some point might yeah. or when they look at pictures when they're older yeah. they'll go oh mommy was a little bit bigger back in the day you know but I don't think that I don't think it's going to impact the girls outside of maybe transforming your active your lifestyle into a more active lifestyle then they'll be impacted by it you know but yeah you're not you're not impacted in a way that it's like oh I can't do that today I'm too tired or I'm too whatever you yeah. know what I mean um, if anything I think one of the areas that it may impact our girls um, is in the foods that we eat moving forward as they move away from toddler diet, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because um, I don't know if you've talked about my my dietary restrictions, but 
you're going to be eating very similar food that that I have to eat moving Just forward in smaller portions. In yeah. smaller portions, so I, I that may have a large Levi, residual impact on them. Levi when has older. a gluten intolerance, so he basically doesn't eat. I mean, except for gluten-free stuff, but most of the time he like if he has a burger, he has it without the bun or. Um, doesn't eat bread most of the time or he chooses to have heartburn really bad um but yeah i'll be eating like you just a lot of protein and vegetables, vegetables and, fruits. and fruits and yeah so carbs later so i think that 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 may be the maybe the largest impact that they see moving forward but outside of that your support for them and the things that you the lifestyle that you lead i I don't know if it would change because you still exercise. You still invite them to do yoga. Like, you know what I mean? Like things yeah. like that. They still, they still see that. Um, how will it affect us? Um, I don't know. I think that the more as human beings, the more that we accept who we are, the more it positively impacts our, our relationships. So if you are happier with who you are, it will, it's only going to help our relationship, I would think. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I hope. I hope you don't like lose sixty pounds and be like, "Well, I'm going to drop another hundred and ninety pounds and get the fuck out, <laughs> get out of my house." You know what I mean? I'm talking about me. Hundred ninety pounds, I know. extra I know. weight. Got cut it. this motherfucker out. Got it. Uh, Got it. Um, no, I, so I, I'm excited about what the future entails for us. Um, you know. That happens a lot, by the way. What? Divorces after, after. Cool. Good information. <laughs> I don't think it'll happen to us. I genuinely don't think it will happen to us because of our communication and everything. And we've already been through so much that I don't think that that will happen. Do you think it's going to change our sex, sex life? life? I do. For the better. The show. Like how? I mean, confidence-wise. Um, my belly won't get in the way for a lot of the positions. It probably doesn't get in the way. Bro. Bro, we make it work. Yeah, but we shouldn't have to make it work. I think confidence for me is just going to be a, like a huge, huge thing for me. Because I think, I mean, obviously our sex life has gotten a lot better because we started to care more about our relationship and our communication got really well. But for a long time, the only times we any we did anything adventurous outside of missionary was legitimately with alcohol. And now... A lot of times we had sex at all was, was because alcohol. of alcohol. Yeah. That's a true statement. I mean, it's very easy when I'm drunk every single day, though. Yeah. Well, now so. you're sober every day and... We have sex. How often do we have sex? To be honest. Honestly? Honestly. Probably four or five times a month. I mean, I think that's golden. Would you want to have sex more often? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll have sex more often when I'm skinnier. I honestly, I don't care about how... I mean, I care about how often we have sex, but the quality of the sex is more important to me. So, if... I don't want to have sex 25 times a month if 20 of the times is going to be fucking awful. I want to have, I would rather have sex. First of all, 
When have you ever had sex with me and it was awful? Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus. No, you understand what I'm saying. I am like very quality, good. Quality over quantity. <laughs> I have had no complaints in that department. I have no complaints with you in that department. Okay. You're good at all the sex. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Okay. Last question. Last question. As a spouse, what would you... Not just for getting gastric sleep, but just what would you say as a partner, as a spouse, as a man, not even just as a man, but as a partner to anybody, what is the most important part of being supportive? Like, how do you show that? Because you're... I think you are, you should be the rule, but you are definitely the exception when it comes to husbands. Um, so I think that there's a lot of people that can uh, learn from how well you love. And I'm not just saying that to have sex with you later. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm saying that because you're genuinely the best and you know, because you hear it from friends and everything. I wish my husband was like you, but what is advice that you would give to partners to just be more supportive? Well, I think the most important thing as a partner is to ask the hard questions, right? Like, why are you doing this? Um, and really explore the boundaries of this, because there's a lot more that goes into it than losing weight, right? Um, uh, I'm not just talking about the surgery. I'm talking about like in like being supportive in life. Oh, now we're just talking about marriage in general. Oh my God, that's a whole other podcast. Oh, dude. okay. We'll do a whole other episode. Just talk about the surgery. Then. The surgery. <laughs> um, we'll do a marriage episode. Let's do a marriage episode. Um, no, I think that it's important that um, you have frank conversations about what the expected outcome is Who's going frank? to be. <laughs> you have you have conversations about it and they're they're important and understanding where what what the motivation is at the end of the day right um uh, because i think there could be some wrong reasons to get this surgery if you're not wired right in your head you know yeah. um and uh you really have to look at the relationship to food and we have examples within our own family of people that have gotten this exact procedure done and are now bigger than they were when they got the procedure done yeah. um, and so you know you have to make sure that that you are ready when when the opportunity comes or yeah. when someone's searching for it you need to make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row and I think that there's some exploration of that individual that's getting their surgery and that requires support. Um, and, uh, it requires what? Support. Oh. It requires support of somebody. Uh, yeah. Uh, a friend, a, a trusted confidant. Totally. I don't think family I, member, anyone can do this without support. Husband, wife, yeah. girlfriend, boy, whatever it is. But it's, it's, it's important to have some, some sort of support through the process because I'll tell you that uh, I'm sure that it's inevitable and this is the same I, I can only relate this to my own journey with alcohol right is that there's going to be pits and valleys and the struggles with food and whatever that have gotten you to the point that you are right now they don't stop the minute you go under the knife no they're 
they're going to rear their ugly head in September, October, five years from now, 10 yeah. years from now, 25 years from now. Yeah. And so do you have the resolve to, to get through that? And if, if I liken it to alcohol, you can't do that without somebody helping you get yeah. there because yeah. it's, it's kind of takes a village, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's what I would say. Um, make sure that you're asking the right questions and ensuring that that person that's going through is supported and loved and can be successful and get to where they want to be and be there for them on their bad days as well as their good days. Thanks, lover. You're welcome. Thank you for doing this with me. You're welcome. Even if you laughed for the first 20 minutes. I don't care, man. <laughs> it was fun. All right. I love you. Thank you. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want any more information from my opinions or just what I've been through, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Sleeved and Spiritual. Just a reminder, I am not a doctor. This is all from my point of view. Please consult your doctors, your loved ones, people you can trust before making any rash decisions. I hope you have an amazing day and I can't wait to have you around again. Bye.